Greetings from sunny Dubai. <laughs> it is very sunny, uh, but it wasn't on the first day, was it? No, we did bring the drizzle with us, <laughs> um, the cloudy skies and drizzle, but it's now perfect blue skies, um, baking hot, or it will be shortly. Um, beats our little loft, doesn't it? it? Does. So We've I don't know if we can be a little space. bit echoey here. We've got quite high ceilings. We're sat in our apartment with uh, looking out over the balcony with uh, a, a stunning view over the skyline of Dubai. Burj Khalifa's just round the round the corner. Um, so we had a nice time last night, didn't we? We had dinner oh, yeah. Um, yeah. just sat outside Burj Khalifa watching the fountain show. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of a, a different experience for us recording the podcast from out here. Um, it wasn't all plane sailing, was it? Or plane flying. Plane flying. <laughs> There's always some sort of drama, travel drama, when oh, you're concerned. God, yeah. Well, at least it's not a motorway update. This time it's a flight update, so everything had gone smoothly. And I do enjoy flying. I like it. There's, in the back of your mind, you're thousands of feet in the sky, but you forget that, don't you? Anyway, we're coming into land and it's all going well. And then suddenly, oh my God, suddenly the plane started to... Uh, climb very steeply very steep incline as we were coming into dubai i think this is a bit strange and then we had on the seats in front of us our flight map and suddenly we were turning around and going i think your reaction was dubai. a bit more dramatic than this is a bit strange <laughs> you were completely terrified it was a, well, yeah it was yeah it was a full-on aborted landing wasn't it, it full was bit, yeah. steep pull up just as we were about to land and then had to to recircle um apparently the um the plane's computers had um uh, glitched, if you like, and had uh, thought that we were about to fly into the side of a mountain. Yeah. Um, and they have to follow procedure, even though they can quite clearly see that we're not about to fly into the side of a mountain. They have to follow the procedure, pull up because um, of the proximity warning, and then swing round. And then what what made me laugh is well, when, no, it made it worse actually. Well, when we landed, the um, the captain gave some further explanation, which I'm not sure made anybody feel any better, because he explained that because of the um, the locality of Dubai and some of the countries that we're obviously flying close to where there might be, let's say, disturbances going on yeah. um, and they have anti-aircraft, um, what do they call it, like GPS scramblers yeah, yeah. and apparently some of that, um, that they, they sort of catch some of that as they go through and it can interfere with their computer systems. <laughs> um, so basically our GPS was jammed by some... Yeah, foreign national country that, uh, anyway, so, um, so that way, was a drama. I will be very pleased to be recording the podcast in our little attic next week, having got home safely. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> no, um, stunning location to be uh, coming to you from, sunny Dubai. Um, so, but we're still here. We're, we're still uh, we're still on the airwaves, which is great. Um, we have a, well, actually, no, before we get on to our listener of the week, mm. um, I just wanted to mention again we talk about we have recorded the podcast from overseas before haven't we i think we're in valencia weren't we and it always it always reminds me of some of the best bits about our business you know when we get a bit bogged down in the stresses and the strains at home and it can all be a little bit full on the fact that you can run the business from anywhere in the world remotely a yard is as good as a mile our team are um you know are out there sort of running the show frontline as as they always are um and to a certain extent it doesn't matter where we're based because everything now can be done remotely can be done online we've got our systems connection yeah as long as we've got wi-fi um we we do need to be online but you know i don't mind that i'm i'm not 
I, you know, I don't necessarily see this as a holiday where, oh my God, you know, I can't switch off. I can't respond to anything. You know, actually, I think getting up early, doing one or two hours of, of work, just catching up on admin, yep. making sure that we're on top of everything. And apologies and then, to those people back home who got messages three hours ahead of time well, this morning. There's the time difference <laughs> to deal with. But it, it's just, I, I think sometimes it's just, it blows my mind what, what you know, the how interconnected we are. And yeah. the fact we can genuinely run this from a laptop from anywhere. Well, we in solved the world. we solved a guest issue yesterday, didn't we? While we were on the motorway from Elaine to Dubai. Yeah, which in the car you know, with five people. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, like in some ways, you think you could think, oh, that's a bit of a pain because it's getting in the way of a holiday. In the other sense, I think, well, that's what allows us to do this. Well, like yeah. we're in the middle of school term. I oh, know we're not. We're in half term. Yeah, aren't we? I know, but, that's... but we could have been. Yeah, um, that wasn't a factor in, in, in when we chose to book it. Is the fact that will so we've come over to visit um our son and he is teaching over here so yeah, um yeah. it made sense to come over and is it their half term no he was teaching on friday yeah he well he was teaching on friday however the threat of an imminent drizzle shower closed all schools yeah, they but closed that's a whole all the schools matter. because of basically drizzle <laughs> rain here is like a snow day like if, if they get any kind of rain you know school gets cancelled and they will go and play in the rain just like we would go out yeah and play they did the well so they actually took the kindergarten children out on the previous day and they were splashing in all the puddles because they never see rain yeah so i think it's amazing anybody that is anybody that we're sorry i'm just watching someone abseiling down uh the, down the, the skyscraper opposite us i think he's a window cleaner yeah, he's, he's actually oh, abseiling down the skyscraper i think i might have to take a picture of that <laughs> Um, so, yeah, anybody who's thinking of getting in service accommodation who we might have put off through the podcast, through our, um, you know, through our stresses, our ups and our, our downs, um, th this is one of the big advantages is that we can be digital nomads for a short while and, and run the business from, from anywhere in the world. Okay, so let's get on to um, our listener of the week. So our listener of the week this week is Darren. Oh, Darren is, Darren. Darren's actually sent us a couple of messages. Um, he has now, I think, binged the entire podcast. But <laughs> at the time of sending this first message, he says, I've recently discovered your podcast and I'm now on episode seven. I've laughed and very nearly cried. Um, how honest and candid of you both to include the very real transitions those successful enough may have to, may have to face in building such an incredible business. I doff my cap to you both. Your podcasts are fantastic. I have lists, questions, suggestions, excitement, trepidation, and terror. I'll leave you to I'll leave you be for now, but I will carry on listening. And I think he now has binged the entire. Yeah, he's um, anticipating uh, this next episode. So this one's for you, Darren. <laughs> whether he's challenging Graham as. Um, long-term listener, binge yeah, listener binge in listener. record time, I don't know. But thank you, Darren. That's lovely to hear from you. Um, and, and thank you for your kind comments about yeah, the podcast. It's, it's really, really nice to hear. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So in this episode, we have a progress update on our chatbot. So mm -hmm. we had a meeting with Q last week. Um, we catch up with Danielle for a game of Review Roulette. And we have another update on the planning application for Eaton House. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure though, there is never a dull moment. Oh, you can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Serviced Podcast. Are we going with the Secret Serviced Podcast or Secret Serviced Podcast? 
the chatbot is, uh, well, it would have been ready, in, f- in fact, if I hadn't have made some changes. I think you always have to make changes, though, don't you? I don't think you ever use a software system on the first iteration. You have to go in, you have to check it. Um, and with this one, because it's such a comprehensive communications tool, I think if anyone ever actually comes to anyone, I guess, use it, there are going to be glitches. We appreciate that. So, you know, whenever you're pulling in a new system to your business, always test it as much as you possibly can. I think the benefit is that we know our guests by now, don't we? And we know yeah. how they respond to things. And just, uh, you know, you write it from scratch, but then when you try it from a, and use it from a user's perspective, mm. um, I think there was just... Uh, a couple, you know how they say on websites you should only be three clicks away from what you need or something like that. It's a little bit like that, wasn't there? It was a bit of duplication, yeah. a little bit of complication. So we just simplified it. It doesn't mean they've got to go back and um, rebuild to a certain extent and um, and change the structure. But um, it's looking really good. And it's, it's actually got some features. The dashboard itself oh, that, that we as a team has got some features that um, I didn't fully appreciate and wasn't aware of. So one of the ones that I think is probably music to the ears of Danielle and Jenna in particular is the fact that you can pre-program quick responses to things. Oh, that's right, yeah. So we could almost have it like, a, and we do this currently, but it's 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 manual. So I will often, you know, Danielle might ask me, for example, and say, you know, how would you respond to this? And I'll, I'll give an example of how I would respond to it and then, then suggest, look, can you just add this to a document so that if we ever need it again, then we've got that response kind of thing. So she's got a, essentially a Word document of various like, default yeah. responses that we have to, which has been really useful in training Jenna so that she can see the way that we respond to different things. But we can actually um, basically plug those in now to queue, if you like. So if someone does make their way through the chatbot and get to the point where they speak to a live agent, one of our team, um, chances are there'll still be some standard queries that make their way through and they'll have pre-programmed responses that they can select from a drop-down menu and send those across on WhatsApp, which again, will just massively, I just, I'm determined that we're as, lean and streamlined as possible and I, and I really feel that we're getting close to delivering some some pretty good customer service with a very kind of stripped back infrastructure yeah. um, using our systems so I think that's really exciting we've, we've got another week or so I think to wait for the uh, all the changes to come I online think, I think the thing that gets me and having come into the business to um, attempt to cover Jenna is the fact that we have different numbers that come to different people. So I'm dealing with Eaton House at the moment, which means that I get all the guest messages for that. But the the disadvantage of our system currently is that um, if I respond to a guest via that platform on my business WhatsApp, Danielle can't see what I've done or can I see. So the dashboard idea is brilliant because everybody has visibility of everybody else's messages. So I could see if I'm picking something up, I can see that Perhaps you've responded and said, yeah, you can have that extra one night. I don't have to say, well, did he? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. basically you get the idea. The handover of things sometimes is can be quite complicated. And, you know, it might be, you know, you'll say, oh, can you can you just deal with this? And then I'll need you to give me the full background yeah. as to what's happened and what's been agreed with the guest and everything else. Whereas just being able to assign that ticket to someone else and then being able to review the entire thread, a bit like, you know, when you're on a chat bot, we've all been on them, I would imagine. And the agent, as soon as they come on, says, give me a moment, I'm just going to review the, the message thread. That's exactly what will happen. Yeah. 
relevant. So we will go on and we'll review what's been said. Yeah. And we can even see the journey that they've taken through the actual chatbot. Chat so yeah. we'll see, you know, what they've been looking for prior to reaching us. So I think that's really exciting. Um, and I'm looking forward to when we get back from Dubai, we should be pretty close to being ready to going live with that. Very good. Yeah, very good. Um, we did have a, a cliffhanger that I think <laughs> we should just cover off from last week about whether um, that frustrating interaction that we had with a guest at Delvin House would yield a positive review or a negative review. Um, what's your take on the outcome of that? Oh, I would say positive review because the issue, site well, like, uh, yeah, the issues that we were dealing with, which was the internet, which we did fix, um, and she was very appreciative of that and said the staff were very helpful. And then, and then, unfortunately, she then went on to say in the review that, unfortunately, the water pressure wasn't as good as she would have hoped, and the road was noisy. Um, so I have a, I have a different take. Um, I don't think it was a positive review at all. I think we achieved what we wanted to achieve on when we mentioned it on the podcast that she did front and centre mention that essentially she had a nice day and that the service that we provided, our customer service, was outstanding. So just a reminder for anybody that may not have listened to the last episode, we had a guest um, who, after four days of trying to do an online course in her apartment, uh, only at that point chose to let us know that the Wi-Fi wasn't working, which we solved within, what, an hour? Yeah. Um, but hadn't hadn't told us. Um, and if she'd have told us immediately, we would have um, still responded within an hour and that would have been sorted. So, um, you know, we delivered some pretty swift response there between us and our um, managed internet service. Um, and we did get, we did manage to turn that into a positive and it was mentioned, but it was still a three-star review on Airbnb, which by our standards is not, not a good review. Well, I suppose, yeah. And then she, she continued to bring up things that she hadn't mentioned, even though she's now met us face to face so yeah. you've been in the apartment yeah. and she still never mentioned any of these things what was it again the road noise which obviously we have nothing uh, to do. That we can do about what was the other thing uh, the water pressure the water pressure which again we could easily have looked into that and and seen if there was yeah. anything we can do so just incredibly frustrating and and i guess all we're saying is be prepared for that yeah. um but so i suppose you're right yeah well yeah I don't think it was a, uh, well, it wasn't a negative review, but I don't think it was a positive review by our standards. Yeah, you know, we, we, would, we would expect to be much closer to five-star review, I think. Okay. So, yes, a little bit frustrating, that one, unfortunately. It's been quite some time since we've played Review Roulette with Danielle. The last time we had Dan Danielle on the podcast, we were catching up on the Scale Rentals Conference. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but before we do call Danielle, I want to mention a review myself. Oh, cool. Um, I hope we're not going to cross over here. But I'm, I'm going to say one thing, and you will know which review I'm referring to. I'm going to say knee-high grass. Oh, for God's sake. God. Knee-high grass. It just blows my mind, um, the power trip. This is the trouble with the peer review system, isn't it? The power trip and the jobsworths who like the sound of their own voice. I was so cross with this review. You had to hold me back from replying, didn't you? So this was a review of Meadowcot. Okay, so, um, you know, and, and it was a positive review. It, this, this was a positive review, definitely. Um, four or five stars, I can't remember. Um, lots of positives. Um, but they said... Um, Something like it was a shame about the knee-high grass in the garden, which, which clearly was a tongue-in-cheek expression. Um, we've had, what was it, Storm Babette? Ba well, Babette, Babette, Babette? My sister had gone in 
the weekend, so they checked in on the Sunday. She had gone Your in on sister, the, our gardener. Yeah, my sister, my gardener, had gone in on the Friday prior to this to cut, she said, to, in order to cut the grass, she had to lift it up and then sort of shear it and then cut it again. So it wasn't like, you know, well, tennis lawn short, but it, it was a reasonable... That's what I'm saying. We, we all know we've had Storm Babette. It's been, we've all been you know, the wettest summer on record, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not um, taking the, the, the lawn down, not able to take the lawn down to half an inch. Um, so it is a little bit longer than it would usually be. It looks nice and lush, which is good. Um, but using an expression, knee-high grass... Well, we were actually there the day before. Exactly. The and it wouldn't have even been ankle-high. But no. it, it's just a throwaway comment. This is what I'm saying. They don't understand the implication of making comments like that um, and the implication that has for us as, as a business mm. because people will read that. I, I 100% when I book anything on Airbnb, I will read the reviews um, as everybody does. And, you know, that suggests that we're not onto the maintenance, we don't look after the property, etc. Actually, perhaps we should just say here, apologies to the guest if they're really short. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe they were lying down at the time. I don't know. Um, but that oh, that that really gets my goat, that does. That's just, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. It's just like the sound of your own voice, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's possibly not the best mindset to put ourselves in before calling Danielle. I'm always um, nervous calling Danielle. But are you ready for a game of review roulette? Yeah, let's do it. Go okay, on. right. Let's do it. Let's call Danielle. Now, listen, Danielle, we are in holiday, on holiday in sunny Dubai. Well, actually, it's not that sunny today, but um, it's going to be sunny. So I hope you're bearing that in mind with the reviews that you've got for us today. I hope you've, uh, <laughs> I hope you've been considerate of us today. How are you? I have. Hi, how are you guys? I'm really jealous, although it's really nice and sunny in Devon in England, but it is definitely not the same heat, I can imagine. So <laughs> it's We've misleading. Got the clouds. We've got the clouds, but it's certainly warmer than we used to, and I think the clouds disappeared tomorrow. I, I think it's going to be quite humid, and I don't know if you've ever watched Friends, but there's an episode of Friends where Monica, who <laughs> has beautifully straight hair in America, and then goes, I can't remember she goes, but she basically during the course of her stay gets curlier and curlier. That will be me. By the end of this week, I will... Bundle of frizz. It will. <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's me. Basically, I am Monica. I even have Monica's drawers and cupboards, but that's beside me. I feel a little bit like we're about to do karaoke as well, because I've got a handheld mic here that I'm holding between me and Caroline. We've not got our usual setup. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we're all good to go. And it's good to see you. How's everything going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Busy, obviously, um, with everything going on. But yeah, to be fair, we the reviews is, is not that bad. Um, we've had, the, overall, I'm guessing it's it's a good news for us that we haven't had really like bad or negative reviews lately. Yeah, um, Things have definitely settled down at Eden House, haven't they? I think some changes that we made to the listing have yeah. um, like set the correct expectations for guests, and that's had a massive impact on, on reviews, which, which is great because... It's a shame in a way. It's such a beautiful building and it's, uh, you know, it's got so much going for it. The fact that guests were turning up with the wrong expectation just kind of soured it. So now we're getting people who turn up expecting self-check-in and everything else. and Therefore, they're not surprised by it and the reviews have been really Yeah, and we, we just had a five-star review, didn't we? And it was short and sweet, but it basically said check-in, really well organised, 
you know they expect that and that's that's what they they that's what you get quite a lot from the um working stays actually on the on the reviews they they don't tend to be like overly gushing about stuff it's just like yeah did the job that's what i needed um you know it's it's unfortunately the way of the world that the 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 long reviews tend to be when someone wants to have a moan um the positive ones either you know you actually have to prompt them to give a review in the first place um or it tends to be short and sweet but that's fine that's what we're looking to try and achieve yeah i mean most of the times when i leave a review it's like you say short and sweet just say what you would want to hear just say communication was effortless checking was easy clean five stars there you go (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we like that. So, go on then. Why don't you hit us with the first one? Let's see what you've got in store for us today. Okay, so this one was in September. So it was kind of just coming out of the summer season. It was for Meadowcott. Um, Overall positive and one negative where she kind of just said we were really good in helping her with it. So she said the house was ideal for a party of eight um, within walking distance to um, the restaurant they, they visited, which... Um, the weekend was built around good fun to have the added bonus of the table tennis table and the table football. We had a very enjoyable weekend. And then luckily, not in the review, but in the private notes, she just says the hot water wasn't working, um, which was quite inconvenient. But the host responded very quickly and resolved the issue. And then she it's just thanked how, us for it. It's funny how different guests like have different reactions and stuff, isn't it? Because like that's a, that's a fairly I can't remember. Maybe you can remember whether they actually let us know that the hot water wasn't working during the stay. But that's quite a like mild response to the hot water. Yeah, we did very well. Oh, yes, she did. She did. Yeah. yeah, so they did. I think that was when we had the awkwardness with the boiler, which we couldn't see why it wasn't working. And then we had a plumber out and they sorted. I still don't know what was wrong, but yeah, they it sorted had the a, issue. It had a random fault, didn't it, on the temperature oh, sensor yeah. or something like that, I think. so. It was, and you couldn't see remotely why it wasn't connected or anything. So, yes. Yeah. What I like about that review, other than it obviously being a positive review, which is always nice, is it shows that um, if you, uh, you know, we're always uh, open about the fact that, you know, things do go wrong. We can't get it right every time. And realistically, you know, things go wrong at properties. Boilers do essentially go down or have faults or whatever it might be. But, you know, there is an opportunity there, provided we have that good communication with the guests for us to turn that into mm-hmm. a positive and if we respond to it quickly and get it sorted. Yeah. So, and a, um, and a big shout out to Ronnie for that one as well, I think, because we've struggled in that area really to get plumbers to get a yeah. team. I think Ronnie's really sort of rallied around for us, hasn't he? He's our new maintenance chap down there. And he has actually built up a pretty good team for us, hasn't he? From electricians to the lock safe chap. He was really good. Yeah. So it just shows the value in building that team in the area that you're operating in. So big shout out to Ronnie. I think he was a bit of a gem that we found. So uh, thank you for that one. Yeah. Can I just add to that? I don't think we've struggled. It's different models. So what we did uh, with quite a few of our properties is we essentially uh, took our Midlands uh, building team on tour with us and yeah. they came down and did the developments. Now, that's brilliant because it's people that you you trust to get the job done and that you've worked with previously. But the drawback of that is once they leave, having done the development, you don't have a local team mm. automatically of electricians and plumbers and what have you that are familiar with the property contrast contrast that with Eaton House where we've got a fantastic local team and that's because we use the local 
labour force, if you like, to yeah, yeah. to do the work in the first place. So that's worth considering. There, and there are pros and cons to both, but that's worth considering is that if you're going to run something remotely, you do need to make sure that you've got a, a really good local uh, source of contractors. And, and ideally, as we're finding, Daniel, with stuff in the Midlands as well, not just one. Yeah. Um, we need backup contractors yes. um, so that we can be as responsive as we know we need to be. Yeah, and I think it'd be good to have, uh, like we, at the moment, we do have, and like you say, it's been a bit of a struggle, but it seems like Touchwood, we've gotten there now. Um, but teams available over the weekends as well, because it's just maybe the way it works, the universe works out, but issues tend to come up over the weekends or out of hours. And then it's really easy to get someone in the middle of the week during the day to get go out, but it's these out of hours um, call outs that it is a bit of a struggle to find. And to be fair, like I say, we've got a good, really, a really good team up in the Midlands now and down south that really does respond quickly to to issues. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Okay, right. On to review number two. I think so. Yes. Let's do it. Second one. So this one, again, really nice one. And then I think I, I picked it to touch on a point afterwards, which we've obviously now decided to to change um he said the apartment is very nice cozy place for a short stay it is very convenient and close to my student daughter's place so i'm guessing my daughter yeah the way he said it maybe and anyway and then some private feedback it was in the nutcracker up in kegworth so he said the apartment's really nice and he kind of just said that again he said we visited family last year um and it was really nice they enjoyed this day he did say um I was a bit surprised by, about the booking and the procedure, which I found a bit troublesome. troublesome. You explained the reason and I understand them. So this yeah. one was specifically about the ID and all that. So uh, we've obviously now made the decision to remove the ID and see how that goes. And to be fair, it has been a little bit smoother. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So that's a really good one to raise. So this is all part of the guest vetting process, isn't it? Um, which is really important that we vet the guests and that we understand because we're running these properties remotely. We understand who is staying and we have a fullback position, I guess, if anything goes wrong, you know, we have a way of contacting them mm-hmm. and et cetera. Um, but, and we're always reviewing this, like in response to guest feedback, but also it's got to work for us. We have a business to run and they might not always understand some of the challenges that we face, I guess, in trying to run these properties remotely. Um, but you're right. We have tried for the last few weeks actually making the ID collection side of things less arduous for the guest and removing yes. some of that. They still have to submit their details, provide uh, address etc um all of that um so we collect a lot of details but i don't know people very aware these days of um being scammed yeah. online and providing evidence of their id over the airwaves we were getting quite a bit of pushback yeah, on that yeah. weren't we yes yeah, so, no, I, think, I mean, I think you don't want to start your stay off on a bad foot. And some of them, it was really hard to convince them in the first place that we are who we are. We've sent the link and this is completely for just for our purposes. We are GDPR registered. Everything obviously is done to the book. Um, yeah. But some of them do, I can imagine, it just leaves a bad taste in the mouth before they stay. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think it, it for now it works, and we touch wood again. We haven't had any trouble since we've removed it. So let's see how and, it goes. 
And more importantly, we still have that facility that if we have any concerns or, or I don't know, it's a, it's a longer booking and, and we're a little bit, we want to really clarify why they're staying or it's a, or it's a big booking, we can ask for that ID again. It's it's not like we don't have that facility that we can deploy that if we need to. But I think the, the standards, you know, short stay in the area and particularly um, arguably if it's a repeat guest, um, someone who's yeah, been definitely. through the process before, then I think... Yeah, making that check-in process as smooth as possible is only going to help us with with reviews mm-hmm. and stuff, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I think this will obviously some of the guests like this one understood completely. Um, he just wanted to ask the question. So as soon as I got back to him, he was absolutely fine with it. But like you say, maybe let's see how things go at the moment. But it has been a little bit smoother on that side of things. Yeah. And, and we haven't had any any situations, as far as I'm aware, where we've we've gone. Oh, I really wish we'd had that ID collected mm-hmm. and, and, no, and exactly to to resolve. So, yeah, it's 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 always sort of refining your your check-in process to make sure that it serves that the purpose that you need it to serve within your business, yeah. isn't it? And we've gone through quite a lot of iterations of the whole guest messaging, haven't we? And I think the most recent one you've done, you spent quite a long time trying to work yeah. out the sequence. And I think it has helped, hasn't it? Even before we look at Q, this, the new messaging sequence has helped, I think, Danielle? It has. Yeah, it has. You still get some. Um, obviously, you're never going to just filter all of them. The mo- I would say the more I get now is actually ones that's booked far off in advance and they've completed online check-in basically on the day. And obviously, those emails are long gone unless they uh, made a note yeah. of it. So I think it's just a case of reminding them. But then again, we do remind them on the day. So if yeah. they just have a look at the emails. But yeah, it has gone a little bit, a lot smoother, to be fair. Yeah. So they do they do get a reminder email that goes out. Uh, I forget. Is it on the day or is it the day before? But they, I they, think it's they on the day. It's the morning off. So sometimes I get it a day or two prior and then they just ask me, which isn't too bad because then I just give them the, the details. But yeah, it has been yeah, a lot smoother. But from what I can see, and I'm not obviously frontline like you are dealing with the guest comms, but it, it, I think it seems to have had a massive difference um, in terms of those routine inquiries that come in. And it's another good example of turning a negative into a positive because where that really came from was um, Airbnb, which has shocked a, a number of operators that, that don't have the systems to deal with this, are no longer sending out the masked email addresses with the booking which yeah. means that if you've hooked up a piece of software like we have that takes those um, email addresses uh, that are masked but then sends the guests the check-in information or, or the the link to the online check-in form, that's no longer possible. Mm. Um, so that's actually, we've turned that into a positive because now the fact that we have to put a link to that online check-in within a standard guest message has actually really helped because we can now make sure that that link appears in every single message that goes to the guest so they can never claim they haven't had it or they don't know which email it was contained within and it means that um they are um they're getting a consistent thread from us where because we did have a situation at one point where they'd get a message that landed on their airbnb message thread for example they'd get another one that was an email from smoobu host um in the email and then they get another one from charge automation and so i'm not surprised in a way that they sometimes yeah, found it difficult to 
keep track of all of that. Whereas now it's much more streamlined with a link to the the, the, the guest portal and the check-in, which is the same link in every single email. And that seems to have massively helped with what we used to get a lot of around check-in timers. I haven't had my, my check-in details. I haven't had my check-in details. Um, whereas if they've read anything and you'd hope that they'd read something that's been sent to them, they will have had the link and hopefully they will have clocked it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think a good example is, for instance, in the morning, I check on charge automation, how many check-ins we have for today, just to obviously make make myself aware. Um, and then this morning, for instance, we had five check-ins and four of them haven't completed online check-in yet. And I think I think the message goes out at nine o'clock or something like that. And I think by 10 or 11, there's only one or two left that still needs to complete it. So it shows it does work, even though they leave it till last minute. Fantastic, yeah, because yeah. at that point, they'll probably get themselves organised to leave and what have you, so they're, they're, they're back searching for things. Yeah. So, well, that's really good. That's good. Excellent. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you. That was really good and some great examples there. Um, uh, we're going to leave you to enjoy sunny Devon while we go and enjoy cloudy Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Well, thanks for making the time, obviously, in your in your Amazing. holiday to yeah. do thank this. You. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we will catch up with you when we get back. Yeah, we will. Take care. Enjoy it. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. Bye. 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 Okay, listeners, the following conversation took place after we had officially stopped recording, but I just had to play it for you. This is why we love Danielle so much and why we particularly love Angry Danielle. I had a really frustrating um, a phone call in the end because he just wasn't getting my messages at all. Um, one of the new doctors, now this, honestly, it blows my mind how he's a doctor. He obviously, I don't know what type of doctor, but he needs to know what he's doing and quite clued up. He could not figure out for the life of him after I gave him so many instructions and actually photos and videos of how to unlock the child lock of the Harvard Madison. And I've literally, I've added it to the guest portal because we've had it before. And he was literally, he was pressing the wrong buttons. I literally sent him video and images back circling which um, buttons to press. And he calls me really frustrated saying he's not dumb. He's traveled so, so many places before. He knows how to work a hob. And I said to him, okay, the only way we are going to solve this is if you put me on video chat, because I know for a fact that this is how you do it. And he literally he's, uh, shows the video and he's pressing the wrong buttons after so many images of me circling the ones. And then in the no, end... No, all, all, I, all I'm thinking while you're saying this, Danielle, is can I have permission to put this in the outtakes on the podcast? Honestly. This is what Danielle getting wound up. <laughs> you need to. And the, the guest at Settle who didn't know how to work the plug in the sink. <laughs> oh, God, I could not believe that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Please use it. But in the end, the guy with the hob, honestly, like I say, so frustrated, him getting frustrated with me. I'm trying to keep my cool because I'm getting frustrated because he's not listening. In the end, we got there. And he didn't apologize. He was just saying, okay, it works now. Thank you. <laughs> this is the real life of service combination right here. This is it. How to use a hob and how to use a hob. Honestly.
Eaton House planning update. Um, well, we don't have an update as such, um, but the um, objections and the supportive comments to our application have been coming in thick and fast. How are you getting on with keeping your emotions in check over this? Uh, very badly. I've actually tried to shield you from some of it. Um, I don't think you um, make a habit of going on to no, check, do you? So I'm sort of filtering some of it. But um, no, it's... Uh, I guess the thing that's uh, frustrating, so we've got loads of positive comments, loads of supportive comments, far outweighing the negative comments. Um, but obviously the negative comments are coming from the uh, immediate neighbours, as it were, the people that we share the the right of way with. There's a care home. I don't think we've had too much from the care home, but there's this kind of supported living kind of development, retirement development that uh, adjoins the hotel. And um, understandably so, um, they are. They have concerns. They've certainly been burnt in the past, and I think that is um, definitely coming through in some of the comments. Which, again, is a little frustrating because um, we have reached out to them we on have. multiple occasions. Um, we have we've tried to donated furniture to them. We, 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 we've in many ways tried to, to, to offer the olive branch and, and uh, be empathetic to their situation. Um, but I, I guess the only reason I really wanted to mention it here is because. Um, what a crazy process it is! Oh no! It's the, just the fact that people can there are there are uh, comments within the objections that are completely falsified, are factually inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, it just seems bizarre that now I know, and we've had this reiterated to us by our planning consultant. I know that the, the comments are just a factor within the decision. They still have to follow planning guidelines. So I, I am not concerned. It just seems like a crazy situation that people can object to planning, making up whatever the hell they like, yeah. with no fact-checking whatsoever. We have no right of reply. We have no way of coming back to say, actually, you can't access the next door building through the fire escape. There is a digital keypad that nobody has access to, and it's only released in the event of fire, for example. That's just one example of stuff that's just factually inaccurate. Mm. Um, and we've had all sorts of all sorts of nonsense leveled uh, oh, and also at it, it? just the way that some of the comments were were made it implies that we have not taken the trouble to get to know them or taken the trouble to understand their position and we reached out to them and we showed them around the hotel and you know one of the comments was team gateway turned up well team gateway is me and mark you know it makes it sound like a big soulless corporation we're a no, family I think, business. But I think it, what, what, what they did, which was uh, frustrating for you in particular, it turned, you know, a positive um, attempt by us to sort of build bridges and build relationships. They, they just turned that on us, basically, didn't they? Because we did invite, which we didn't have to do, um, but we did have an open day and we invited all the residents around and all the care home around and we, it was, a, it was a, a lovely day and they were all very positive and they were all waxing lyrical about how lovely a job we'd done with the hotel and they were looking around, never once raised any concerns, which we would have been happy to have a chat to them about. Anyway, this one particular comment mentioned the fact that, um, yeah, as you said, Gateway suddenly turned up and then showed us around once it was all finished you know as if we excluded them from the planning process somehow um you know it's always finished yeah isn't it? It, it, it's just, just it's, turned it on. it's just manipulative at the end of the day and but but that's like 
that's fine. That, that's just normal. Like we're used to that sort of thing. It's just the fact that, that the whole planning process is bizarre that we don't have a right of reply to that. And it, and it did reach the point where I think both of us were a little bit frustrated because, you know, so we went to our planning consultant and said, look, you know, um, well, and actually, no, that's not true. He contacted us. They, they're, they're pretty on to it, these guys, the, 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 our planning consultants who are great. Um, they've already contacted the council to see if the council have any concerns about some of the comments that have been coming through um, to see if we can head that off and, and come up with some formal response. Um, but there's no official way to have that sort of right of reply. So anyway, you know, we're focusing on the negatives. There are a huge number of positives. Yeah. Um, lots of people pointing out the fact that it's going to create jobs or has created jobs. It's going to bring people to the area. There's a much, much uh, need uh, what's the words like a, a, you know a real need for short good quality, quality short stay accommodation that just just doesn't well, exist in yoga. mean how busy we've been really they point, a few people have pointed out which is interesting that it that because because we don't have a bar and restaurant that the you know the potential for noise and disruption is really quite minimal mm. um and i think that you know the concerns that the security concerns if you like that the the neighbors have of guests missing the entrance to the hotel and and knocking on doors within the development although i understand it um there are some also some pretty straightforward safeguards that they could put in place that they still haven't done yeah like better signage gates yeah so um anyway we we don't have an update as such um i think we mentioned last time that we're expecting an update well it'll be almost in a month now won't yeah, it I think so got long, it's going to be a very long month <laughs> well i don't know like i said previously we're not going to get stressed about it i just thought it was interesting to bring that up well i know you're getting stressed about it but you know you need to park it because at the end of the day uh, it's more about the planning process and sort of how archaic it was and i'm sure there'll be some people listening to this that can relate to that Okay, I'll just try and relax. Park it, compartmentalise. Park it, I'm not very good at that. Well, that's a wrap for episode 24. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you have a minute to leave us a quick review, that would mean the world to us. And it will also help other people discover the podcast too. Cliffhangers this week. Well, will the chatbot survive its first contact with our guests? Mm-hmm. Um, and will we survive? Will we be able to navigate the uh, the huge mountain range in Dubai in order to uh, get home safely and, and, and be coming back to you over the airwaves next week? I'm going to park that in the same compartment that I put the planning application okay. in. <laughs> Please keep sending in your DMs and your voice notes over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. It was great to hear from Darren today. Um, so that's for your chance to be listener of the week. And we are also always on the lookout for other hosts to appear on at your service. So if you do run a holiday let, service departments, or even a hotel, and you want to come and have a chat to us about it on the podcast then please send us a message again over on instagram see you next week everybody bye bye